This is the Upside Down Podcast, where we discuss the happenings of our coffee shop, art gallery, and community space in Westwood Village. I'm Kyle, the manager of Upside Down and your host for this podcast. Here we discuss coffee, art, and our vision for community behind it all. If you want to learn more, check out our website at UpsideDown.com. Follow us on Instagram at UpsideDown underscore LA. Or our preferred method, visit us at our cafe. We're glad you're here and enjoy the show. Welcome, guys. On today's episode of the Upside Down Podcast, Barista Feature, we've got Ben Bergen. True, truly honored Joined, to be here. as usual, by Isaac Brickner. So say hello, guys. Hello, guys. <laughs> <laughs> hello, guys. Right. Okay. <laughs> well, Ben, you're a junior. You're our resident tall guy, <laughs> music guy, also a Star Wars nerd, um, number of things. So why don't you introduce yourself? Tell us a little bit about yourself while I pull up your Meet the Barista board card and study it for a second so. yeah my uh my name is benjamin albert bergen <laughs> uh bab for short uh, i am a <laughs> third year backs. communications major english minor um i i got curly hair and i'm tall so that's, <laughs> that's pretty much me yeah you. okay good to know <laughs> i love jesus as well i should have opened with that, that was, okay that was the it is still the opening so yeah yeah true you there saved it is. that one yeah yeah <laughs> Cool. Yeah, you have, I think you might hold the record for a number of things of Talk to Me About as I'm looking at this. <laughs> yeah. We've got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, seven. Seven cool. topics to talk to seven Ben seven. about. Yep. It's not because I'm more interesting. It's definitely just because I'm indecisive. I'll, I'll <laughs> own that one. Start. We'll go with, uh, we'll go with a renaissance man or a, <laughs> a abundantly interested Jack of individual. Jack of all trades. Jack of all trades. Cool. Um, all right. First of all, first off, diving in, favorite drink, honey cinnamon cortado. That's so I, just letting you know, most of the, because you're one of the last people we're interviewing, sometimes what happens is immediately someone goes, oh, but I want to change it. So yeah. do you still stand by the honey cinnamon I cortado? I do stand by it. Oh, yeah. yeah. I uh, went to a coffee shop at my house in Dana Point um, called Bear Coast. Oh, and yeah. the barista special was the honey cinnamon cortado. Oh. And I was like, I gotta try this, and yeah. I loved it. And now I make mm. it for myself here. So, is it a honey syrup or is it real honey? It was real honey. Okay. Yeah, you gotta, you can't do too much because it starts to just turn into like you're drinking honey. But right, just a little bit that of sweetness sense. is perfect. Just and then bit. just dab the cinnamon on top. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Maybe I'll try one of those after this. Yeah, that wow. sounds great. I'll go out there and ask you to make yeah, one. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I'll make it. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that's funny. Um, what would be your second favorite drink? Mm. You know, the tiramisu, it just no, gets me. I'm just <laughs> like, it's, is it my favorite drink to make? Yeah. Not exactly. Yeah, I'm but just kidding. It can be your favorite drink. It is just so good. Yeah. Actually, the orange vanilla, sorry, I'm going all oh, scattered now. Man. Orange vanilla, I'm a huge advocate for yeah. that being a mainstay. If any menu. of you guys stopped by during the Jewish holiday of Sukkot this year, you had the privilege of tasting our, our creamsicle. Creamsicle, <laughs> yeah, creamsicle latte. latte. Oh, man, so good. It's addictive. <laughs> it is. I really miss the um, 
like Orange Julius thing. Did you ever go to that growing up? Or My mom used to make those because she grew up with it. Oh, yeah. yeah. Huh. I think it went out of business when I was like eight. So yeah. it probably it's probably a generation gone now. Yeah. Maybe, um, maybe that's why I like it. Fond memories. <laughs> Fond memories. Jamba had uh, the Orange Dream Machine for a while. Every time. That was a copy. Don't fail. That's what mm. I get. Yeah. All right. Let's dive in. Music. TV shows. How'd you get into music? Yeah. So I have grown up going to concerts. My parents would like bring my brother and I to rock concerts when we were like five. Wow, you have cool parents. <laughs> we had like the earplugs and everything. Wow. So what were your parents' favorite bands? They loved oh so many. I, I'm so blessed. They loved like Elton John, Billy Joel, The Beatles, oh, man. Fleetwood Mac, Dude. Queen. So when all these bands kind of came back. Even though I didn't grow up with them, I was kind of like, what are all these bandwagons doing? Like, this was my childhood. Um, <laughs> even like Nirvana and Foo Fighters, mm-hmm. like all the good stuff. So, um, I, I love always... all the, 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 like every like six months, 12 months, someone I feel like makes the joke of like, man, I'm just so grateful those, those people are fighting Foo. <laughs> Can you imagine what we'd be doing? David with all Letterman that? made that joke yeah. the first time. He, the Foo Fighters were on David Letterman, and he's like, "You know what I like about them? They fight Foo." Yeah. <laughs> That's so what would we do with all the Foo if we didn't have anyone fighting it? <laughs> That's hilarious. It's because no one stopped to ask it when they first right. Like, what's Foo? What are you? Yeah. What does? I'm sure Dude, it's a very Dave obvious Girl, thing. Maybe in the documentary that yeah. just came out, he talks about it. He can get away with anything. Yeah. He could name his band. It's true. Um, but yeah, so I grew up with music and then I loved writing, um, still love writing. It's just mm. like, I used to write poetry and I wrote mm. some story like books or tried. Um, <laughs> and then my best friend in high school, um, he was like a theater major, worship leader, like all this stuff. Mm. And he would have me come over and listen to his music and I would just geek out and he was like, bro, you should do it. And I was like, no, nah, I can't sing. I, I've never played an instrument. I can't sing. And then. He was like, what if you just rap? And I was like, okay. Like, I'm so mad that I did that because now there's recordings of me rapping. But then eventually he was like, okay, what if you sing on this one? And then before I knew it, I was making music. So that's great. That's nice that your friend was just persistent on you about it, even though you didn't want to. No, yeah. It's like such a good, it's such a good like thing because it wasn't like a, you should be doing this because I'm doing it. He could tell that I wanted to, but I just wasn't there. So he kind of like inched me along. Yeah. Yeah. A friend, yeah. It's like a good like characteristic of a friend. It's like they call stuff out of you. Yeah. You know? And I definitely needed it at that time too. So cool. one of the things you have on here is Trader Joe's Rex. <laughs> what if you were to give a recommendation to like an obscure Trader Joe's item, do you have one that you like? Mm. Okay, I, I have a lot. My <laughs> my mom is a Trader Joe's whisperer and I whisper. Dude, she walks in, it's just like she just finds stuff. And I, I inherited Whoa. that. I walk in and my roommates are always like, what is that? I'm like, Trader Joe's. <laughs> if, you, if you stop and actually like look, there, it's crazy how much good stuff there is. It's amazing. Um, I would say the best deal that I've found recently is uh-huh. the, the broccoli beef in the frozen section. Everyone always goes for the orange chicken. It's yeah. like the go-to. But if you just look right next to it, <laughs> the, the like variations of it are crazy. And you know, that's how I describe you. You're always saying, 
but let's take a deeper look <laughs> at this at this person right next to us. Exactly. And you really help people be seen and broccoli beef be seen. <laughs> I'm just trying to find broccoli beef out of people. <laughs> What's the broccoli beef of people that we haven't been noticing mm-hmm. when everyone's looking at orange chicken? <laughs> wow, that was a what great a attempt at getting deep. What, what a metaphor. <laughs> Um, have you been enjoying all the pumpkin stuff at Trader Joe's? Mm. Are you a pumpkin I, fan? Okay, or all the fall I, stuff? Because personally, I love Trader Joe's. I feel like they go a little overboard. They I go agree. ham on it, yeah. I yeah. am the type of person that like, they they sell like, like last year, they had these like leaf-shaped chips. Hmm. Like clearly just the normal chips, right? <laughs> and they're a little bit more, but yeah. I'm like... Oh, it's fall. Like I gotta get them. So I'm the person <laughs> they market that stuff to, <laughs> yeah. like, especially at the exit by the register. Like I, I do that. But oh, this yeah. year I've restrained myself. Okay. All I've gotten was the, the pumpkin ice cream. I'm a huge mm. fan. If you put it in your coffee, it's like an affogato. So oh my gosh. Yeah. I forgot I, that your mom, your mom's Italian. Yeah. Right. I was about to say, fun fact, if you didn't hear it, when he said affogato, <laughs> yeah. Ben is Italian. I know, that's what... <laughs> affogato. That's what yeah, Everyone else just says affogato. <laughs> yeah. How do you feel any um, offense at the communication that's going around about Chris Pratt's lack of Italian voice in the Super Mario trailer? I was... Honestly, like the first part of the trailer, I was like, this is going to be the greatest movie of all time. <laughs> and then, yeah, and the then penguin. he started talking and I was, I was offended. Yeah. And the thing was, he talked about in interviews. He spent months working on that voice. Like, dude, it's your voice. It's right. It's your normal speaking voice. Yeah. That's insane. Like everybody knows that's the most endearing part about Mario. Yeah, he's Italian. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that is the thing. Yeah. <laughs> it's not says, that dude, it's not that hard. Like not, you, yeah. you just you could start saying it right now. Like it's not like, <laughs> like you we grew up listening to it. I wonder if it. they had some kind of conversation about political correctness and yeah. like what and that kind of taints it for me. Yeah. You know? yeah. I don't know. He says it's a me. You know? Like it's a me. nobody says it's a me except for Mario, and we yeah. know that that's a bad Italian accent. <laughs> but, yeah. but we Still, love it. Yeah, yeah. I hope they pull a Sonic movie where like the oh, fan they redo outrage, it. They're like, yeah. I mean, come on, just go re-record the lines. Mm-hmm. Give yeah. us your best shot. Not that hard. I forgot about that. They redesigned Sonic. Yeah. Because you looked kind of kind of weird. That was a huge win for just fans. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. If there's a community that like can do an uprising like that and have influence, it's a gaming. Yeah. Community. Yeah. <laughs> I agree. I agree. Yeah. That's great. Um, gaming adjacent or just nerd adjacent, I guess, is Star Wars. <laughs> oh. So you're you put Star Wars on your thing. I'm speaking for myself here. <laughs> I've been. That's the most. Uh, this I'm just gonna go to the bathroom. To. Now. <laughs> <laughs> What'd you say? This was the most I was excited for in the podcast. To talk Star oh, Wars with you. Good, 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 good. Um, I just saw a post that they're bringing like is it Damon Lindelof for this the Lost guy what? to make a movie based after rise of skywalker that was already the crushing ending of the skywalker saga saga by another lost guy jj abrams yeah. just feels like they're trying to ruin it yeah you know here here's my hot take about it all is that <laughs> is that i am the biggest damon lindelof fan like uh-huh. lost and the leftovers are probably i want to say top three shows i'll be respectful like in yeah. my top three you like how lost I ended. loved how Lost ended. No That's a way. whole conversation I stand by that. in and of itself. Whoa. Like, did it get a little weird? Yeah, but I, that the characters of that show 
are just so good that it trumped any like whoa polar bear. <laughs> and polar I, I've watched this show like the three polar times. Polar bear though. Okay. Yeah. Wow. I will, okay, I will say though, if you Isaac is is bamboozled. If you've never seen the leftovers. It is his second show. Mm-hmm. It's only three seasons. Okay. I think it carries on a lot of the themes of Lost, but is way more concise. Mm. And I I arguably think it's better. I don't mm. think the characters are as memorable. Um, so you felt like maybe you saw a different side of Lost where it was more about the character development yeah. versus everyone else felt like... Because the thing that, that I guess, yeah, I didn't provide context for what I was saying is like <laughs> Lost and J.J. Abrams have this, they are the Reputation best. about ruining things. They're, well, yeah. they, they have the most incredible ability to start stories. Like the mystery box. The mystery of, box. Exactly. Yeah, like yeah. Force Awakens. We, I mean, we still don't know where that lightsaber came from. Yeah. A great story for another time, but you'll never find out. Yeah. So, but you weren't looking for that. I with, think why I have faith is, so Damon Lindelof's two shows right after Lost uh-huh. are Leftovers and then Watchmen. And those are mm. both without J.J. Abrams flawless endings okay so i think it's jj that the problem is jj because if you watch the star trek reboots the first one it's like good it sets up a lot of stuff the first one ripped off the original second star trek right um so and i think if they had stuck with the original episode nine director Mm. Mm -hmm. the the trilogy would be viewed so differently Mm. it's the fact that you feel like you're watching a bunch of executives in a boardroom try and guess what Star Wars fans want and just fail on all levels. That is a really good way. That's to a good it. take. Yeah. yeah. Okay. You can't even watch the movie. It feels like the whole movie is like breaking the fourth wall because they're like, this is what you wanted, right? Yeah. Right. This is what you wanted. And they got it all wrong. It's, so. And it's so self-referential. And yeah. everyone's just like, yeah, kind of paralyzed by anxiety of yeah. that it's going to work out. And so, of course, it doesn't. Yeah. 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 So to descend to the level of nerddom for one talking point, okay. my issue with it is that that whole trilogy felt like it took... I mean, okay, first of all, I acknowledge that Star Wars takes place a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away. But that trilogy felt like it took place a far, far away from anything that mattered in the Star Wars universe. Mm. Like we got no Tatooine, no Naboo, no Coruscant, yeah. no like... Coruscant. Nothing yeah. that is connected to anything. Yeah. Like what is... What's this? I don't even remember the name of the planet she's from. But uh, Jakku. Yeah. Jakku. See? Yeah. And like they even joke in the movie, like nothing good is from yeah. Jakku. Like, like maybe we shouldn't go there. And then like they bring the Emperor back on this really cool, misty planet. But it's the first time we're hearing about it. Yeah. And it's yeah. wrapping up a saga. So mm-hmm. you, you don't care. Yeah. They didn't pull not. on my heartstrings. I they, think they just And that's the best thing about any realm yeah. or any fantasy yeah. or anything that like you take the time to develop place. Yeah, the world yeah. building, right? Mm-hmm. No and world building. I think they just they shied away from the fact that like we want the Skywalkers. I don't care what people say. Like I'm over the no. Like it's supposed to be one movie's about the grandparents, one movie's about the kids, yeah. grandkids. Mm-hmm. Ray should have just been a Skywalker. There shouldn't have been a mystery. They mm-hmm. should have just owned up to what Star Wars is. It's a family. Right. It's a family drama. It's a family drama, yeah. soap opera thing. Yeah, yeah. And it's dope. That's why instead we all of like her it. becoming like an orphan self-appointed skywalker yeah right right which is like really sad yeah think about it Mm -hmm. like hope she finds family that's there yeah (laughs) she finds the name but hope hope ray finds family okay we'll descend (laughs) we'll ascend back from that was uh eight and a half minutes of star wars that's pretty good that that feels good to me we made it yeah (laughs) feels feels good 
Well, not last and least important, but last and probably most important. Um, you have uh, you, your life, meaning the life of people who come into the cafe, and uh, Jesus on here. So let's talk about your life first. So okay. well, what it is, says the the phrasing is, "What should you talk to Ben about?" Right, and it says, "Your life." Yeah, right. So, what do you mean by that? I just love hearing about people's stories. Maybe it's just because I'm a writer and a songwriter now um, mm. that I get a lot of life hearing how God weaves things together in people's mm. lives, mm. and I think oftentimes I am able to just I guess appreciate people more when I know who where they're coming from and who they are mm. um, not that it's like this I'm not gonna like you if you don't tell me about yourself like I think there's a beauty in like someone trusting you enough to share um, mm. and I, I mean do I expect people to just come up and start telling their story behind the bar like no um, yeah. but I my hope is that like with repetition of seeing each other maybe like little glimpses of it will come out and then I don't know it makes it more fun like instead of just trying to remember someone's name like oh i remember their name because i know this about them mm -hmm. and they also know something about me so they it's not just like oh it's that barista with the glasses it's like oh that's ben <laughs> it's ben he likes right. star wars and he can nerd out right for eight minutes like that mm -hmm. just feels more personal that's great yeah and i i don't know if i knew that about you that you like to write stories too that's that's cool does that part of why you pursued english major yeah being an english major i just love like I love reading books in class and talking about them. <laughs> like, I just think themes are, I, I could talk about themes forever. Mm. I think it's just so cool to, like, you can learn so much from even like a fictional story mm -hmm. um, because the, the, the story's fiction, but the ideas I really think are like real world things when mm -hmm. a story is well done. Like, like you can talk about, I'm just going to keep using Star Wars as the example. But Go like you can talk about <laughs> lightsabers and the force, but like underneath that you can, I mean, even as like a Christian, you can see this idea of trusting something that you can't see and using it to like better other people around you and to share mm. that with them. Like there's just a lot of cool that you can get out of stories. I think, yeah, like story is a better category, like organizing principle for life than like just about anything else. Yeah. Yeah, and like we try to kind of systematize life into like these different things. Like there's biology and science and physics and metaphysics and philosophy and meaning and mm -hmm. all that kind yeah. of stuff. But like all those things are like just disparate components until yeah. you put them into a story. Yeah. And that's how it kind of weaves together. Right. Yeah. Or even like, yeah, like for development or progression or goals, right. yeah. like maybe character development <laughs> yeah. is the better, like both truly developing your character but also like your character you is getting developed character. Yeah. Yeah. in your story <laughs> yeah. yeah um which makes sense and what we you know that's kind of a key tenet of the way that we message what we believe in here which is mm -hmm. we believe god wrote himself into the story right. with jesus right um which is like when someone i i've learned that that because <laughs> being concise about stories is like not my strong suit so that's <laughs> that's the easiest way for me to put it when someone says like why do you like fantasy books or like yeah. these it's like because they remind me that god wrote himself yeah. into the story mm. so um so that leads us to jesus yeah so what does uh what does that mean for you on your your talk to me about card um i was honestly when we were talking about stories i was just thinking like 
that's how Jesus really did things as well. Hmm. Like he could have just been like, I am love. But then instead he showed a story about how he loves people. Mm -hmm. Um, And I mean, obviously we work at Jesus for Jesus. And a part of the reason why I wanted to work here was because I would get to share my faith and have conversations with people. Um, And that's not my strong suit. That is not my default. Like Mm -hmm. I, if I can avoid talking about my faith, like I probably will. Um, (laughs) And I put that on there as like a, okay, like I want, I want to talk about this Hmm. and not to force it onto people, but like if I'm asking people to tell me about their story and their lives, I feel like it's only like natural that I also invite them to ask me about mine. Mm -hmm. Um, That's awesome. That just feels like the right thing to do. Yeah. The vulnerability there that's required to like actually build a relationship with someone. Yeah. Well, cool. Yeah. How about uh, final thing is tell us about your quote. My quote. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, So I put my tattoo. No one's actually asked me about it yet. So if you're listening, (laughs) come on. It's not that hard. Well, part of this is we're going to put the the little QR to this episode on the board so people can hear it and then they will. Well, then to the people who scan this QR code in the future, hello. It's good to to see you here. Um, Yeah. So on my wrist, I'm going to try and describe this as best as I can. Um, I have three black dots in a line. Um, (laughs) That is an ellipses, which if you're not an English nerd like me, (laughs) that means um, it's three dots that it's kind of like at the end of the story where it's like the end dot, dot, dot. Mm -hmm. And it started with one of my friends drew that on my wrist in art class. And I was like, this looks pretty cool. And I want to get a tattoo. Like, I should find a reason for this to be a tattoo. And I was going through my journal. And a couple of years prior, I wrote about this sermon um, that was talking about, like, how when things aren't good, like, God's not done working. This Mm. idea that, like, in the end, we know that, like, God will reign and things will all be good. So when things aren't good, it's a reminder that the story is not done being finished. So we can't put a period on that ending. We have to leave it kind of like waiting. Um, and as someone who has a lot of like mental like battles I face on a daily basis, mm. it's kind of this reminder of like when I get frustrated, I kind of like put my hands in my hair and then I can look down and see um, mm. that reminder that God is still faithful and he's still working in my life. So, and I think it looks sick. So. <laughs> <laughs> it's a win-win. <laughs> I love that. Yeah, that's, that's so cool. That's the perfect ending for this episode. For yeah. Ben, super deep thinker, super nerd, and you're from Data Point, so you're just like, yeah, it's sick. <laughs> yeah, it's sick. <laughs> and dot, dot, dot. dot Thanks dot. for listening. Yeah. <laughs>